Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, listener Tony has been in touch uh, with us on the fuel allowance. The Taoiseach said some weeks back we were going to get an extra four weeks' fuel allowance, right? That's back in April. The right. first week in April, we got one week, and I think that's finished the normal part of it. And the, the girl in the post office told us we were getting uh, two weeks later, because you say you get your money every two weeks, though. We were supposed to get uh, four weeks. When I went down, she says, no, you're only getting two weeks this time. And when you sign it, when you're getting your money again on the 8th of May, you get another two weeks. And I've just looked at my receipt, you know, they only paid out one week again this week. So there's no way they paid out the four weeks. Tony chatting to Gillian there. Well, Fianna Fáil Limerick City TD Willie O'Dea is on the line. Morning to you, Willie. Morning, Joe. So can you help Tony and the rest of our listeners out about the fuel allowance? Yeah, well, basically my understanding of it, Joe, is that the fuel allowance was, as Tony said, due to end after 28 weeks uh, early in April. But the government decided to extend it by another four weeks, up to and including the 8th of May. That's another four weeks uh, at the rate of 24.50 per week. Now, sometimes people are getting the fuel allowance on a weekly basis, unfortunately now, as Tony said, uh, they, they, would, they would have got two extra payments of two weeks each or one payment of four weeks. Uh, so if somebody has only got the three weeks up to now, everything should be paid out now because, as I said, the 8th of May has come and gone. So, you know, if you can... Um, We'll say if you can get your hands on Tony's PPS number, if you can contact me directly, we can easily talk to Social Welfare and find out what the problem is there. It looks like an administrative error because everybody, everybody who was in receipt of fuel allowance is entitled to four weeks. I'm absolutely clear on that. There's no question of somebody only getting three weeks or two weeks or one week. They're, they're entitled to four weeks up to and including the 8th of May. That is, that's absolutely clear and unambiguous. Uh, and we, did you find, as we did it, there was a bit of confusion around this and getting calls? And there like. was. Funny enough, I'll tell you a strange thing. I, I, um, a number of people who contacted me uh, uh, were a bit confused about the situation, certainly, and they had they, they reckoned they hadn't been paid, etc. And in a number of cases, when I contacted Social Welfare, I was told that, uh, actually, I was told in writing on a few occasions, that the money had actually gone directly into their bank account when it's payable directly into their bank account, and some people hadn't checked that out. Now, I'm not saying that's the case in, in, in Tony's circumstances, but a number of people have you know, had the money paid into their bank account, apparently without their knowledge because they got no corresponding communication to say the money was going in. And the thing is, just to be absolutely clear for people, they won't be getting any more now. The extension finished on the 8th. Correct. The extension finished on the 8th. Now, people, the, the, the Taoiseach said in the doll the other day that the COVID payment, uh, whether it's going to be at the level of 350 per week or not, I'm not sure, will continue on beyond the 15th of June. But there is no further extension to the fuel allowance. The government have announced no further extension to the fuel allowance. So it is, it, as, as things stand at the moment, as I speak to you this morning, it was due to finish, and it is finished on the 8th of, on the 8th of May with four extra weeks payment. Willie, what did you make of the protocol that was announced over the weekend for employees, because they'll be affected by it, and businesses? I mean, it is going to be a totally different world. However many we ultimately get back to work, and even that will be restricted it is going to be a totally different world. I haven't had the chance to read the detailed uh, roadmap as yet. 
But um, basically, as I see it, what they're trying to do is to allow as many businesses as possible to start up again and to start up in such a way that to minimise the risk of a second wave of COVID-19 by applying certain rules to people who are operating those businesses, such as social distancing, hand washing, etc. And if the employer isn't uh, uh, adhering to those rules, if he's not providing the appropriate safety standards for staff, say, for example, in relation to social distancing, the proper procedure would be to complain, make an immediate complaint, uh, which will be treated on a confidential basis to the Health and Safety Authority, who will immediately investigate the situation. But you're right. I mean, it will be a totally different world for a number of reasons. First of all, it'll be slow. Uh, you know, the, 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 how long these, these things are going to remain in place, nobody knows, even for businesses who reopen. Uh, secondly, a lot of people as you know, have managed to work from home uh, during the, during the, as a result of this crisis. They've been forced to work from home. I, I think that maybe a lot of those people, not all of them, but quite a, quite a number of them, will, you know, it'll be suitable for both themselves and their employer to allow them to continue to work from home. So, you know, that will certainly contribute to a very changed workplace. I was in Chalks over the weekend. They'd done a great job in there. They had all the social distancing that you would expect. And, and a poor woman directly in front of me accidentally and totally accidentally she had a child with her jumped the queue she looked back at me I honestly thought she thought I was going to murder her I mean the, the level of tension that's around even going to the shop at the moment well, I suppose I suppose it's it's as a result I mean the government have been very uh, very dogmatic uh, and probably rightly so in, in how they're emphasising that these social these social distancing rules etc have to be adhered to uh, you know and that that, that that advertising campaign or that publicity campaign seems to have worked and implanted itself in people's minds. And people, I find, are very, very conscious. You know, even in ordinary food shops, etc., people are and have been very conscious of the need to maintain that certain distance. And uh, so, you know, I mean, basically the, the, the Department of Health and the government and the, and the, the people advising them uh, have, you know, tried to put that message out and it seems just, you know, judging by the reaction of the public they seem to have succeeded pretty well in doing so. Yeah. The thing is, of course, you're dealing with trying to internally police it and it's all very necessary as people come back to work. But also, the cost will just be phenomenal. The ongoing cost of it. Absolutely, yeah. That's why in the in the in the in some of the measures announced by the Minister for Finance recently, there will be grants available, I think, to businesses. Uh, yeah, there will be grants available to businesses to help them to meet the cost of this. Um, I would hope now that when those grants come on stream, that they'll be easily accessed, that they won't be tied up in all sorts of bureaucracy and delay, etc., which has been the case in, in, much too often in the past in relation to aids to business. We need, you know, a, a very clear and simple and transparent set of rules that somebody can apply for one of those grants and get it pretty instantly because I know that's, that's going to be a big job for the civil service, but that's absolutely necessary, I think, to help people to reopen because we have to do everything as a country. And, you know, we've committed already $6.5 billion. It probably won't even be enough to try to ensure that people reopen as quickly as possible because, you know, if you're talking about the cost of the wage, uh, the, the wage subsidy scheme and there's 400,000 people availing of that now. There's almost 600,000 people, believe it or not, on social welfare in the form of COVID plus the ordinary social welfare. So 
so you know that's a huge uh, cost to the exchequer, but it doesn't it doesn't it, it it doesn't represent the full cost of the country because you're also talking about the loss of revenue, huge loss of revenue to the state. That is why it's absolutely necessary to do everything. The state is 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 is, is uh, you know obliged to do everything necessary to get to get businesses back up and running as quickly as possible, so that that loss of revenue can be mitigated as quickly as possible. Willie, do you really want to be in government again with all of this? <laughs> a very good, <laughs> that's a very, very good question, Joe. Look, you know, when you think of the things that are going to have to happen, you know, in the future, and things that have to be done to sort of bring the economy back on track again, uh, government is not going to be an easy place to be. There's no doubt about that. The country does need a government, as you know. The present government was was elected by the last doll. The last doll has now passed into history with a new doll. So the obligation of a new doll is to elect a new government. That's proving difficult, and uh, not impossible, I hope, but it is proving difficult. But you know, the process is now already well underway but as I say whoever whoever is in government uh, is, is going to be faced with very difficult decisions the one difference I think you know I was there before as you know during the financial crisis back in the back in 2000 it started back in 2008 and it was extremely difficult sometimes almost nightmarish the difference this time is that you know the pandemic is something that's affecting every country you know throughout the globe it's something that has happened as it were by act of God it's, 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 it's something that's has been visited on us by outside forces. Uh, nothing to do with the, the the government can't be blamed for creating the situation, uh, where which required the difficult decisions to be made. But you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, government is not going to be a picnic from here on in. It, you know, for the next couple of years, government is going to be far from being a picnic. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much for joining us on all of that this morning. That's uh, Fianna Fáil, Limerick City TD, Willie O'D. Call Limerick today now on 461995.